Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 297, and today we'll be talking about moon problems from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, uh, Oscar lost the moon's friendship bracelet and the moon decided to go. I like that they're finally exploring the line from the theme song, that the moon is our friend. And finally we see that Oscar is in fact friends with the moon and there's some past history there. I, I know I say I know I say that I know I say about every Summer Camp Island episode that they're so relaxing. But especially well, two factors. One, quarantine times. Anything relaxing is nice to watch, right? Lower the stress level. But also coming off of um Shira and already missing it, I feel like Summer Camp Island's really filling a hole of just providing really relaxing entertainment while exploring something fun yeah the musical number in this one is just so awesome because it so perfectly encapsulates exactly what summer camp island does so well which is be a little nonsensical and a little moving a little touching but also just completely relaxing and disarming how can you how can you watch the moon do that jazz solo with the stars and not just have your shoulders lower and just have a nice warm smile on like it's fantastic yeah summer camp island is great it's always there for you i I did like the comedy of how hedgehog just made the intergalactic communication device (laughs) just by stacking up tvs and whatnot i like that you know she said well i don't know if i'll be able to do that oscar and then of course she just did it and in the song that oscar sings back out to the moon into space I love that lyric that said, you know, we've invented a new way to communicate into space just to send you this song. That sounds like the start of a commercial, doesn't it? (laughs) In a new way (laughs) to communicate to your friends in the stars. Yeah, but it was it was very sweet. I I do like, you know, there's always a little little philosophy sprinkled in every episode of Summer Camp Island. This one sort of deals a little bit with at least at the beginning and end how friends communicate their affection or reaffirm their relationships with each other, right? The moon is very focused on physical manifestations, which, you know, duh, because friendship bracelet. But the difference between how Oscar, you know, expects it to be shown, right? Oscar thinks, well, hey, I have the memory of the band in my mind. What's the big deal? And again, you kind of see that repeated at the end with the son, who jokingly says like, (laughs) Where's your bracelet? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. That is a classic, a very well-loved ending to a cartoon episode where the, the here we go again ending. And I like that they teased that here. It was it was very funny, especially with the, yeah, just kidding, I don't care. <laughs> right. It's a good thing it's not as the same never-ending cycle as the actual sun and moon. I, I really like the sun's personality in this. Just like, oh, yeah, you know. I, I forgot how to spell the moon's name, or I, you know, misspelled the moon's name incorrectly one time. It's no big deal. You know, the moon goes through this sometime. Or as Susie said, the moon has its, is, is in another one of its phases. I love, love the subtle moon, moon puns. Two episodes of Summer Camp Island from now, we'll be seeing the sun and how she becomes high maintenance. So don't watch just this episode and think that she just happens to be a very low maintenance friend. She just, <laughs> requires a different kind of maintenance yeah i yeah that's very enjoyable to see i'm excited for the sun actually come to think of it 
It's actually very interesting that in this, you're talking about manifestations of friendship. And we had Susie and her friends were working on a new hairstyle for Susie. And how the, the moon likes physical tokens of friendship, whereas it appears that the sun likes it when people compliment her on her hairdo. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Dig deep. Only the deepest of lore here on the Lunar Sea Spire. <laughs> That's actually the ultimate expression, though, too, right? Like, Oscar's just saying, oh, it's in my head. Or, you know, the sun telling the moon, you know, I know how you're, I know your name in my head is that sort of ephemeral, non-physical expression. But that's actually what the music ends up being in a way that they can both connect. You know, the the song exists almost as like a sort of physical token, but also that mental, spiritual you know, one where, like, you actually do have to create the lyrics, and they created a real machine mm. to communicate to the moon, so it's almost like the the bridge was gapped, sort of. But, man, I, mm. I feel for the moon, like, the way that Oscar so quickly abandons, <laughs> like, you know, he's in a full-on conversation with the moon, but as soon as another one of his friends asks, asks him, hey, are you doing anything? And he's like, heck no. And then, <laughs> you know, he's, like, partying on the beach, and the moon's looking at a distance through a telescope. So sad. Let's just be fair to Oscar there. He was kind of in the middle of an awkward conversation, and so <laughs> he was probably really thankful for an excuse to get out of it. And the moon did have a kind of unreasonable request, like, why are you going to that party? Don't don't you want to look for your friendship bracelet first? <laughs> no, moon. No, he d nobody wants to look for a friendship bracelet. With, without g giving away too many spoilers for She-Ra, I did feel, um... You know, this is how this is how villains are made. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta give attention to your friends, or maybe they they need to learn themselves. You know, why they don't always need to have all the attention in the world. You know, you don't you don't want the moon to go bad. The way the moon actually did go deal deal with his own problems though was was fantastic. And this obviously mentioned the musical number, but even just the way the moon finds some <laughs> asteroid or something home to hang out in is that his own home? Has he always owned it? Or <laughs> I assume. I mean, he's got to go somewhere during the day, right? Oh, Recharge I guess that's batteries. where... Okay, yeah. So he already hangs out there anyway. Um, That was great. I like that he has an audiobook that he authored. So, like, as Susie said, do you think this is the first time this has happened? No. Wait, I thought the shark was the author. On the back of the book, it says, read by the author. And it's like a shark, which I thought was funny because we have a shark therapist, psychologist on... It looks like a crescent moon or a shark. <laughs> hmm. I always thought it was the moon. and Because that would be hilarious. Well, get fact-checked. But actually, that would be depressing <laughs> if the moon was had written its own self-help book. But I don't, I don't think that can be the case, because really, that's not the, the joke that they played off, right? Like, the moon was legitimately inspired. And also, the inspirational lines in that book were just hilarious. Like, you can bowl... You know, don't don't just do what people think you do. Go bowling. <laughs> that's that's the big breakthrough <laughs> for the moon that then takes him into, you know, late night television, which as it turns out, showbiz friends aren't your real friends. Yeah. Sorry, GC. Apology accepted, David. You're a great <laughs> showbiz friend. <laughs> but it's interesting that then we have one therapist who takes a special interest in the moon, and now we have uh in Mau Mau there's a therapist that takes a special now it looks like a special disinterest but based on a poll put up by the show creator it could have been a special interest dun 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 that would be a plot twist i'm just saying 
Yeah. But voice actor analysis aside, I honestly always, every time I watched that episode, I never noticed the shark. I always just assumed it was the moon. But, I mean, they, they had to get in there. Don't cry, wolf. Joke. It's like, oh, makes me groan every time. Guys! Well, that's, yeah, th- that pun and just the moon saying something. I don't remember the exact line. It's like, they're over the saying moon. about Oscar. Yeah, they're over the moon, <laughs> which, okay, yeah. But I like jokes like that that are much more subtle instead of just being like, um, like, I feel like I've seen in too many cartoons, obvious cat jokes played out. And, you know, well, like Steven Universe did it in episode, it's sixth episode in Cat Fingers, but cat got your tongue. Yeah. And they just did like every cat joke that you've already heard, but they sort of did it in a purposeful way. Like the gems were actually annoyed by Steven making those jokes. But sometimes I feel kid shows introduce those types of like overt puns that you've heard a million times. So these were not in your face. And I like that. Also not in your face humor. Alice holding a knife to a pancake. Uh, that's not so much humor as it is, like, horror. <laughs> like, this is sentient food. Yep, the reality of things being alive in this world is um, disturbing. Also, thinking of the implications of the magic. So, the beginning of this episode was kind of special because it doesn't start on the island. It starts with the moon observing Oscar's parents, which I really enjoyed. Also, I'm really jealous of Summer Camp Island's world because... I don't know a single heavily populated metropolitan area in our world that would have zero light pollution. Like, their night sky is gorgeous (laughs) uh, with, like, a bajillion stars. But, you know, whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm at peace with it. But it did make me feel like like the fact that the magic actually escapes the island. I I don't know what this, like, genre or category of story would be that I think of Summer Camp Island in. But it's in some sort of box for me in my head. And it's one where, like, the magic usually only stays in the place where you see it, like, on the island. But the fact that the moon is actually alive and actually can go places is interesting because I don't know how many more times they'll break that barrier where the magic escapes. Sort of like like in the Harry Potter series, you see, anytime I see the magic outside of, you know, those lonely hills in the British Isles, I'm like, whoa, you know? Yeah, this is kind of a spoiler-ish thing for Summer Camp Island. I, I prefer to think of it as lore that will be revealed later. But it is later told in the series that magic is not something that is unique to Summer Camp Island. It's that that is where all of the magical things have found refuge. Ooh. Well, yeah, don't say more to me <laughs> about that. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a bit where the, the monsters all used to go to various old universities Together, that's how they know each other. I mean, and they are... They're a university crowd, don't lie. <laughs> so, I i think it's good that the moon has Oscar as a friend, but I am mildly concerned by the list that he made <laughs> right near the end of the episode, where it contained, I think, some crossed-off name, hat, question mark, and Oscar. Yep. His hat, yeah. <laughs> His hat had to go date a beret, was too good uh, to hang out with him. That, that one got me. That honestly... It, I, that that competes for the whole SpongeBob, the gang's all here, you know, gag, or SpongeBob's. I have all my friends chip penny and use napkin. Like it's even a sadder list because it's like my hat. <laughs> Who left me? Poor, poor, poor. He was debating whether do I cross this name off too, or do I try to make it work? 
<laughs> Maybe he would have come back even without the song. Like he was, he was feeling pretty down in the dumps there. Yeah, I don't. Did Oscar? I guess Oscar did learn a lesson. I think. Yeah, I guess we see Oscar his whole piano song that he he starts playing inside his cabin. I think shows that he genuinely misses the moon. But it honestly felt a little weird because of how little Oscar was thinking about it beforehand. But I guess he got personally hurt seeing the moon on on the talk show and yeah without the friendship bracelet right i don't know if that's uh, a little disingenuous though it's like maybe the motivation's a little wrong but because like he just feels hurt himself but i guess he's hurt because he does value their friendship or does he just feel hurt because he's left out like i wonder if it's one of those scenarios i think it's empathy he he realizes that oh this must be how i made the moon feel I'll accept that. But also, Summer Camp Island sometimes does tiptoe that line of that the kids don't actually quite have the right lesson at heart, but it's okay in the end. <laughs> oh, you just made me think of Max, and that made me think of Hat of Bat. They tossed in a red baseball cap <laughs> in the yeah. hairstyle spell. Nice yeah. touch, guys. I like that. But yeah, I, I think I think Oscar learned the right lesson. Like he, there, he's definitely not like he was just doing this at the end to make Susie happy. He he genuinely right. missed the moon and wanted wanted him to come back. Yeah. And the stakes weren't high enough that they were motivated by like, you know, oh, all the world's oceans are gone or whatever. I do like that the mermaids that got revealed after the, the tides fell really low were surprised to learn that marshmallows, marshmallows really existed. Is Ice cream they? sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> and it turns out they're pretty rad on violin too. <laughs> yeah. The, the... And the end is near sign that one of those ice cream sandwiches was holding mid-episode that was also great. That's a moment you, you only get in, in Summer Camp Island. It's even it's just even weirder and funnier than something like Adventure Time could achieve. Just this ice cream sandwich with a face <laughs> holding a doomsday sign. I'm just assuming that that was the same ice cream sandwich that said, what was it? Beware the hurt feelings of a harvest moon. <laughs> Very foreboding. Yeah, that was a great that was a great line. Very foreboding. I mean, I, I see someone at the party was being a buzzkill. <laughs> every time the whole shark emergency, just Os- Oscar is able to call that out and everyone immediately bands together to moisten the shark. Yeah, but the funny part is that it's just that he doesn't need water to breathe. He just, his skin's just drying. Like, they don't fill the pool with water. They just... Also, why did the pool... How did the pool yeah, lose water because that- of the moon being gone? Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he probably has an interesting setup down there. I'm just saying, the the plumbing's probably wild. I I guess. Somehow it flowed into the ocean at some point. But I mean, this is is what I mean when it's just such a nice, comfortable show. Oscar is able to so easily get his friends to band together and help this poor shark who lives rent-free in his pool. (laughs) Oh, he, he might be paying rent to Susie, actually. Who knows? He better. He's got an office down there. An office and a portal to Oscar's parents' house. Front door. I mean, come on. If you if you can only have the portal go to one place, like, the, a way to get Mr. Homesick home is probably the safest bet. Oh, that, that reminds me of the, the other thing that this episode sort of tells us a little bit, or at least I like to imagine it as a headcanon, which is that we had talked basically in the second episode of talking about Summer Camp Island that the transition Oscar makes from being, you know, homesick and uncomfortable with being away from home basically just evaporates 
the transition happens like immediately to episode two and we don't really deal with that as much. But this episode sort of says, actually, the moon has been a contributing factor to him feeling comfortable at being on the island because he's able to check up on what his parents are doing and still feel connected to home. And I like to imagine that that's just been happening and been part of the reason why Oscar's been able to be, you know, more mentally healthy, happy feeling. And so that actually makes his relationship with the moon very important for him personally because it's filled that role and helped him just not feel so homesick. You know, that's a very respectable headcanon. I like that. They did kind of get into status quo awfully quickly. But I mean, it's you don't want Oscar angst. You want Oscar feeling comfortable with all his friends. So that's why you got to status quo so quickly. Well, yeah, I don't want Oscar in pain the whole show. Assistance is pain to a homesick boy, David. (laughs) I'm Oscar. Look at me. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Moon Problems. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review somewhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.